wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Good morning. I wanted to start today's podcast out by reading a poem that I have written. I just completed the Faith Matters Restore Conference that was held this last weekend, and it was very interesting, and I have mixed emotions that I will share on my podcast. But what it did mostly was it inspired me to gather the feelings that I have had since my son passed away almost a year ago. There, were a, there was a lot of talk of the next life, the plan of salvation, comfort in faith given at the Restore Conference. And I wanted to express my feelings that I had. So let me read to you some words that I have written. At 17, I opened the letter. You've been accepted, the university committee decided. I excitedly ran to share the news with my parents and rhetorically asked, you'll help me begin my path to further knowledge and adult dreams, right? They said, we've done enough. At 18, I sat in a chair, alone, frightened in my uniformed young body that was bringing me pain. The man in a more official uniform sat behind his desk. He was verbally addressed as doctor. His rank in the U.S. Navy had not authorized him to be called commander, yet my dream of being a mother was under his authority. On that day, he instructed me that one ovary will be enough. At 32, another man with DR in front of his surname, not so impressively clad, young, barely through with residency, asked me, where is your husband? I indignantly replied, I'm enough. What are the results of the tests? He hesitantly explained that my new baby did not receive enough oxygen during his complicated birth. The result is severe brain damage. We don't know what this means for his quality of life, but we have done enough. Good luck. At 66, I pushed zero to speak to a representative. The answering desk nurse told me that due to a worldwide viral pandemic, my son could not be seen in office for his post-surgical follow-up. But I don't think you heard me, I authoritatively replied. The wound isn't healing. The metal disc you placed in his abdomen is emerging along with fluid soaking gauze pads by the hour. 
We've done enough, she said with her semi-god blasé tone. Call us back in a week. At 67, I had filled my hope chest with all the enoughs it could hold. I sat on the lid to pressure the locks to close. I brushed off my dreams from the past 52 decades like residue on my witch-like hands, swollen joints, and bulging veins. I asked my children, do you need anything? No, mom, you've done enough. I asked my partner, did we do enough? He replied, I was told to give my time and talents to others more than my family, that my family would be blessed with enough. Because I was absent, we gave enough. Then I asked the corporation, did I do enough? They said, give us thrice more. Leave your grandchildren in golden years. Give us your third act too. A man with a title prophet had assigned my woman duty and journey, and he declared, you haven't given enough. At 68, I picked up my 37-year-old son and screamed, no, you can't die. I haven't had enough kisses that you blow every night. I haven't bathed you and cared for you enough. He took one last breath in my arms. His nonverbal, lifeless body telepathically told me, I've had enough of this life. He had suffered in a bent, spastic body, blind and dumb. Men with authority said his perfection was earned in a pre-existence. That wasn't enough, however. He needed one more check mark to earn his place in heaven. He was so perfect, they said, that God gave him a deformed, useless shell he could call his body. He lived in pain, but that body was enough. As the paramedics wheeled his palsy shell away, his beautiful face shrouded with a white sheet, I knew he had given more than enough. I mailed a notarized letter to the corporation stating I no longer wished to be told when I had been enough. A deity in the heavens, I call her Heavenly Mother, had been whispering for decades to stop. Shh, she whispered in my ears, it's enough. But I swatted her, her sound away like a buzzing fly. I was told not to listen to a female comforting voice. She wasn't enough. I'm almost 70. I can't get enough of the joy and anticipation I feel each day. I ask my divine feminine, what shall we do today with my soul set free from chattel-like indoctrination? May I explore and learn? May I run or sit still? May I spend the day in service to others or is today a self-care day? Whatever I decide, when Venus appears in the night sky, my feminine divine, whom I call Heavenly Mother, now shouts, well, that was a fine day. It was enough.